cellulose oil and natural flavorings <laughs> with a nice in quotations collagen casing. Natural type flavorings, just <laughs> as God intended. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. And the USA. USA. At some point in the future, Jesus will come in the air, catch up the, catch up the, catch up what? Catch up the church from the earth? Catch up, you know. Like- Catch up and grab Okay, catch up the earth. Just gross. No, I don't want ketchup. You can mustard the earth. I'm down with that. Or church. Mustard Mustard the earth. (laughs) Uh, From the earth and then return to heaven with the church. This is known as the rapture and it will be glorious. But what about our pets? Who will take care of our pets when we're gone? The answer is simple Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else. Me, I will take care of them once all the mm-hmm. fucking Christians are gone. I just For picture Jackie place. Mason with like 12 dogs and a leash. I know you're in there, Ant. Come out, stupid horseshoe. I'd like to help answer that question. First, let me tell you a story. No, thank you. Uh, this is a website that Will just told me about called After the Rapture Pet Care, where you can pay them money, I assume. Mm-hmm. And then when Jesus takes you away, wait, 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 wait. So are they staffed with like like uh, non-believers well, you, and non-Christians? Yeah, I, they would have to be. They'd have to be staffed with nothing but non-Christian. Oh my god! How are you supposed to trust them though? No, no, that's the greatest like uh, scam. It's the greatest scam. Yes, I mean more. It's it's you a little feel gu- guilty taking money from religious people. Oh, absolutely. Well, you got to run like insurance, so you got to pay a monthly fee before yeah. the rapture. You know. Like. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! That is incredible. That is fucking incredible. I want to work for that company. What's it? What's it called again? After the Rapture Pet Care. Yep. <laughs> I do love that. It's like, oh, God has a plan for everything. It's all part mm-hmm. of the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to make. I want to pass laws to fucking <laughs> ban you to be able to do anything with your fucking body. That you want. <laughs> Fuck you. It's not the plan. I always like the idea that you know. Oh yeah, your all-powerful DOT needs your help too. Yeah, right. It needs your money. He needs legislation. And <laughs> right. Joe Don Baker can't take his cat to heaven. Right. Nope. Nope. That cat's probably dead, anyways. So the also, I dropped out of college. What about the Don Bluth movie, though? So the cats need watch. Nobody will have to be watching the dogs because they all go to heaven. They do. Uh-huh. All cats go to hell. Apparently, mm. that's the sequel that got panned. <laughs> No, no, it's My Cat from Hell, starring yeah. Jackson Galaxy, or whatever the fuck that guy's name. Yeah, it was Jackson Galaxy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That guy. Or that egg-headed, like... Yeah, <laughs> with the glasses and the guitar case full of cat toys. Oh, God. God, what a fucking nightmare of a show. <laughs> it's like somebody watched, like, uh, Antonio Banderas and Desperado was like, let's do the opposite of that, only, yeah, right. only keep the guitar case. Tight, dude. No, let's <laughs> fill it with cat toys. Instead of, like, long, flowing hair, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Good vision, glasses. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm excited to report that Duck Dynasty crew is now digging for gold. I heard they're yeah, they're just trying to do the fucking Oak Island thing. Didn't they actually find something in Oak Island? I started to read like some clickbaity bullshit. Add doubloon, one doubloon or something. I don't give a fuck. It's probably horseshit. It's probably the fucking I don't know valve from like a 1962 Evinrude outboard <laughs> that you know. Yeah. <laughs> We got anyway. a, we got an episode planned for that just for just for Tony Oak Island. Oh shit! Really? No a type of situation. Oh, anyway. type of situation. Yeah. Type of situation. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like those type of situations, but Oak Island can suck my fucking gavel right now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking I'm over of, it. Speaking of gavel, welcome back to How the West Is Fucked. How oh, the West was fucked. Ah! Let's get back to talking about the legal and. It's a legal road trip. And litigating in white man, like Agent White Man. Agent White Man of the USA. Uh-huh. Agent White Claw. That's, that's me right now. <laughs> and you. Uh, all right, kick it back off with the Comic Sans and the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, unquote, voice. <clears throat> Uh, so, uh, June, uh, the Ponca sneak off the reservation and go back to, uh, the Neobrara there. Neobrara. Uh, nobody bothered to arrest them this time, though. But, uh, oh, we are, I think we already had this, but, uh, white man had his friends in, uh, Arkansas City, uh, print a story that everything's okie dokie on yeah. the, oh, on right, the reservation right. there. <laughs> this cover-up is going perfectly. Mm-hmm. But Tibbles runs his story that everything's quite shit. And uh, they want to go uh, try to get the rest of the punkas back. Uh, Gotta catch them all. Mm-hmm. But uh, Palpton drops out as lawyer. Uh, he is probably pressured by the Union Pacific Railroad, who he worked for. Uh, Webster thought he didn't have a case for the rest of the tribe, though. Rumors were that enemies wanted to relocate the Omahas, their friends, to Indian Territory for helping them out. Again, that's some bend over backwards just to fuck people over mm-hmm. shit, I like dude. the fact that this is not... Too far from, like, you know, when the government was fighting the shit out of the Sioux, but now it seems like Sioux are getting preferential treatment compared mm. to the guys that tried that, more to assimilate. Yep. And it's strange. Mm-hmm. God damn. Uh, I mean, not that the Sioux were getting that great a treatment, but just right. getting... Uh, Tibbles reads the fine print on the Omaha's uh, treaty there. No, no, don't read that. And the Omaha's didn't have a consent clause, so they mm. could be moved without permission. Damn it. Should have paid for the flood insurance. Uh, another problem was that the little island that where uh, Standing Bear and the others lived uh, was given to him by Crook. Uh, but it would be necessary for DC to formalize it, though. Mm, which they're going to be loath to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ain't happening. So that's land that could be used by white people. So it was kind of up to Tibbles, Crook, and Webster to kind of shore up these things before they could move on to the rest of they the tribe. Shore up the island. Mm hmm. And they needed to raise money. Or the uh, Ponca Protection Committee, because they're not getting any money from the government. PPC. So Tibbles resigned his job at the paper to concentrate on bringing in money and taking the story on the road. Journalism wasn't cutting it for him? Nope. So the Ponca Committee would pay for his trip east and food and lodging, but it wouldn't pay any salary for him. And late June, he leaves. In 1879, he goes to Chicago to speak. He gets $600 for the fund. Got him on the front page. So the cause was kind of off and running. Then off to Boston. Uh, That was kind of the key destination because it wasn't as big as New York, but it had all the colleges and whatnot and all the intellectual wolves and all the libtards, I guess, at the time. 
All the soy. It's not necessarily what I hear. All about the people Boston. he tried to reach. It's not the most famous thing about Boston these days, necessarily. No. Uh, but all the eminent people of Boston had gone to the seashore for the summer. So he knocked on the door of the editor of the Boston Daily Advertiser. Uh, he promised the paper support. The Daily Advertiser? Mm-hmm. That's a little on the nose. Yep. <laughs> Uh, he indris- introduced him to the paper's founder's son, who is Edward Everett Hale. One more time. Edward Everett Hale. Edward Everett Hale. Everett Hale. Got it. Edward Everett Hale. That's a clunky name. They could have workshopped that a little bit more. Yeah. He was grandnephew of Nathan Hale, the oh. re- Revolutionary War here. Oh, all right. And he was a prominent author, author and liberal theologian. 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 It's like my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote an article for the paper in support of the Poncas, so that kind of gets the ball rolling in Boston. Tibble spoke in front of the very important people of Boston. Uh, Wendell Phillips spoke too. He is a famous abolitionist and orator. He met the Boston mayor. Tibble suggested if the individual Indian could own his own land, the government couldn't fuck with him. The reservations were still treated as federal land, but Tibble's speech was a hit. Crowd rushed the stage to shake his hand, and they formed a new Ponca committee in Boston. Holy shit. People are actually like, yeah, I guess natives could own land. Well, this is about the time where especially Easterners were starting to, like, you know, the Romantic West, the uh, right, the, right. the noble savage kind of thing. Sure. And, like, you know, it was kind of all, as the, as the quote-unquote Old West was kind of starting to end. Right. Um, there was nostalgia for it, mostly by people that were never there and just grew up reading dime novels and shit. But, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. So Tibbles gets a booking agent well, good. Uh, to help get bigger crowds for these speaking events. Uh, then the agent asks for another speaker. Why not have Standing Bear actually talk? Uh, that would bring in the crowds. Uh, they wouldn't charge a fee for the speakings, but they would ask for donations. Uh, minus the cost of transportation, food, and lodging. Of course, the agent would take a percentage. Of course. Of course. Large percentage. Uh, Tibbles went back home in September with a contract, and he hoped to talk uh, Standing Bear into going on tour with him. Come on, dude. You, me, a drummer, get a van. This would be fucking awesome. Meanwhile, like, Sitting Bull's about to negotiate his contract with Buffalo Bill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Of course, they want Bright Eyes to go along and interpret. But Iron Eye wouldn't let his daughter go, though, at first. Because she actually had a good job of being, uh, I think, uh, principal of a school back there. So back home, they came up with that idea, too, to set up a speaking meeting at Omaha Church with Standing Bear and Bright Eyes to kind of try it out. They would agree to tour if the speech went well. Bright Eyes was obviously scared to speak because they didn't let women speak back then. But she went on. Uh, She wasn't able to finish when she talked about Standing Bear's daughter, her friend, that died. She started crying and almost fell. Uh, women in the crowd held her up. She didn't uh, finish her speech, but the effect on the crowd was was yeah. pretty big. Yeah, men and women were crying. Uh, some swore in church. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> you motherfuckers! So after the speechifying was over, Tibble saw that he needed Bright Eyes to be part of the tour and speak for herself. And Standing Bear agreed to go too. Uh, Broad Eyes didn't want to go. She had to lose her principal job at the school. <laughs> uh, but days later, news came that Congress was going to move the Omaha tribe. So they wanted to get going on this. A little fire under their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. So Tibbles now asked Bright Eyes to go east on behalf of both tribes. And Iron Eye consented. And Bright Eyes agreed. And her brother Frank would go along too. 
Meanwhile, Shears goes out west to inspect all the reservations. He said that a school would be built. But aside from that, he was highly pleased at the things at the, the punk agency there. Uh, Shears was confident in his situation. He was best buds with President Hayes there. But he didn't know that Standing Bear and Tibbles were coming east. Ooh. Going east. Mid-October, they leave. Uh, first Chicago, then Pittsburgh. Uh, while listening to Standing Bear speak in Pittsburgh, Tibbles was handed a telegram. They said, uh, head to Boston at once, because they wanted them there the next day. Mm. Rave reviews. And mm-hmm. this is where the podcast ends, because we don't cover anything east of the Mississippi, right? <laughs> well, we do. We just can't have it maintained. <laughs> just can't. It can only be like 30%. Sure, sure. So they were met at the station by their agent. Uh, they are to be guests of the city for a week. Stay at the city's best hotel. Ooh. And they'd have a grand reception at them at the hotel, like... All the liberals today, they spend more money on the party than... Than actually doing anything. Yep. Than doing actually work, yes. But their agent walked in uh, ashen-faced and looked distraught. Ashen-faced? Yeah, like white in the face. Oh, okay. Like whiter in the face than I was <laughs> Well, he was Agent White Man. Uh, he had telegrams that they had missed in Pittsburgh. Standing Bear's brother, Big Snake, was shot and killed oh, on the fuck, reservation. Oh, motherfucker. On the orders of Agent White Man. God damn it. What? Oh, he was killed by the government? Mm-hmm. That was just a surprise. And three days before that, in Omaha, Tibble's wife, Amelia, had died, too. Oh, fuck. Tour mm-hmm. over. Canceled. Uh, October 30th, 1879, uh, Lieutenant Stanton Mason and 12 troopers went to White Man's house on the reservation. Ever since Big Snake came back after his arrest, White Man had been sending reports uh, stating that Big Snake uh, was threatening to kill him. Oh, fuck off. But he also said in his reports that he had not spoken a word to him, like Big Snake promised. I, I could just I, I, I could just tell the way he looks at me. Yeah, yeah. He's Everybody. threatening to kill me. He's threatening to kill me. Like, look how big he is and what color he is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you maybe you just feel kind of, um, I don't know, crows coming home to roost. Like, right. you've just been a fucking piece of shit to these people yeah. the whole time and... They oh, you, probably you, want to kill you. You feel maybe like you have a guilty conscience. Yeah. Might be some, <laughs> exactly. Some, some misfortune maybe befall you. Yeah. <laughs> some some karmic event might. Uh... So he uh, wires uh, Commissioner Hate that you know all these threats are being made and come arrest Big Snake and take him to Fort Reno for the rest of his life. White man made a plan to get Big Snake. He told the Ponca that their money would be paid out the next day, which was not. It was already six months late. And he told Lieutenant Mason and his men to uh, wait for Big Snake when he came in. We're going to prop up a box with a stick and a rope, and we're going to put the money. <laughs> God damn it. So a little before noon, Big Snake walks in with Harry Bear. That is a very uninspired name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Compared to Assaulting Bear or whatever the fuck it was, or uh, war, uh, bear, Mauling Bear. Mauling Bear. War Bear. Fucking furry dog. Nope, you don't get it. Nope. <laughs> well, like we were talking about before, you know, if you name your dog Molly, you have to teach it to Maul. <laughs> if you name it Disco, you got to teach it to play Frisbee. Or dance. No, di- like disc. Can't sure, start the go, music. disc. Disco. I mean, I like suppose Balto, you teach it to dance. But with but discs. That's, that, he's got to, you know, does. He play, has to ball. Play, play his ball. You have to watch the Village People movie. Soccer. Oh, the Village People movie. Can't stop the music? Yep. Oh. The milk commercial? Absolutely fantastic. Yep. Do the shake. Do the shake. Do the shake. Do the shake. Do the milkshake. The milkshake. Do the shake. When they come home. When they come home. From school. All right. And they want something that's cold to drink. Cold to drink. Vitality. Vitality. Just get a glass. Just get a glass. 
all the milk in the world now after that. Gross. I fucking hate <laughs> milk so much. Uh, so white man tells uh, tell him to have a seat and wait. And you'll, you'll be shot. You'll be shot shortly. <laughs> Take your number. Your executioner will be out I, shortly. And white man walks out and comes back with the soldiers and Lieutenant Mason. Ah, surprise! Uh, they surround him and told him he was under arrest. And Big Snake asks why, and he goes for making threats against my life. And Big Snake denied it, of course. At least he didn't say it directly to him. Yeah. Uh, they told Big Snake to get up. He said he would not. He said, I will die before I go. Harry Bear tried to reason with Big Snake. Uh, Please stop with the Harry Bear. Oh, my God. Finally, Big Snake got up and threw off his red blanket he was carrying over his shoulder. It's like suddenly like a children's book. Ooh, Harry Bear and a very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> Uh, to the agency trader who was watching, he thought Big Snake did this to show that he was unarmed, but yeah. to the soldiers, this meant that he was ready to fight. Well, because yeah. he's a, he's a fucking giant, so they're like, oh, shit, oh, like clutching their fucking guns, yeah. you know? So Mason went outside and got a pair of handcuffs, and he had his soldiers try to cuff Big Snake, but he easily pushed off the soldiers. Yeah. Then Big Snake just sets back down and folds his arm, arms. Wow, okay. so threatening. So fucking threatening. <laughs> what a wild beast. So the sergeant and five men jumped on him, and Big Snake got up with people hanging off of him. Threw Jesus him off. Christ, like, how big was this dude? Like, <laughs> His fucking name is Big Snake, uh, well, dude. I know, but we're getting the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> scale of entities here. Uh, one soldier hit Big Snake in the head with a rifle butt. And it broke, apparently, probably. Yep. Uh, he staggered, uh, but did not go down with blood streaming over oh, uh, down his face there. Then a soldier just shot him point blank with the rifle. Oh, God damn it, dude. Hey, man, they were just doing their jobs. Yeah, they were, actually. Well, their job is I, to, like, escalate fucking situations yeah. that don't need to be escalated. And well, to be fair, sol- soldiers are generally not used, like, you know, or don't... In most cases, do not have training to do any kind of like law enforcement. That, you know, yeah. the job is to kill shit or kill people and break shit. Yeah, so we, probably we, don't use them to. Yeah, which well, that's why we shouldn't be using police officers to do most shit because these days they're, they're equipped like you were in fucking Afghanistan. And, I never went to Afghanistan or, or Iraq. Iraq sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so White Man and Mason got their story straight and telegraphed uh, DC <laughs> that they shit, fuck. Okay, man. Okay. Okay. This is how it's going to go, right? He fell on some bullets. Mm-hmm. Fell on some bullets. Uh, but that- killing the brother of a very famous Indian probably wouldn't look good on him, but <laughs> sure has accepted their story and no investigation occurred. God damn it. Ye fucking shit. I was waiting for some kind of like, you know, like at, at first when you have Sandy Bear getting drug out of bed and shit, it was like I'm thinking about like the sitting bull situation and the crazy horse situation. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it's the uh, the the... The supporting cast, the 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 brother, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You can lose them in season three. It's fine. Yeah, that gives motivation for the other main characters or whatever. However, the fuck you right. want to write that. So Tibble's wife had died a couple of days before from a burst appendix. Appendix. That just happened to Phil's mom. She had to go to the hospital like ah. a couple of days ago. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I was talking to his dad uh, last night at the show. That's crazy. she's good now. But well, it's like kind of scared. One of the guys on the softball team for the Vic, his just flat out came off and was floating around. I mean, he very likely should have died because he was like, I'm in severe pain. Da, 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 da. Like, <laughs> I'm in severe pain. Now I'm going to watch me hit a humdinger. No, the it, fence. Was, it was during COVID. But, oh, okay. It wasn't during a game. No. Cool. <laughs> I got this. How the West was fucked will be right back. Hi, I'm Todd Woodruff from Guns, Germs, and Steel. 
What do we sell? Solutions. Solutions to all your problems. Are strangers talking to you in public? The BOGO Mace is for you. We call it BOGO because it's got two personal security tools in one. It's an easily concealable one-handed offense implement featuring a 3-pound spiked ball and a 10-inch chain. Just flip open the bottom cap on the handle to dispense our maximum potency military-grade pepper spray. No one will ever ask you for a cigarette again. Got a pesky neighbor? Try the Boomstick! This 12-gauge double-barrel Remington is GGS's top of the line. Made in Grand Rapids, Michigan, this sweet baby retails for just $109.95. Features a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. Daughter's boyfriend doesn't know his place. This plus four two-handed battle axe is the biggest melee weapon that we make. Don't let its size fool you. There's nothing awkward or clumsy about this axe. Yes, it's big and meant to be carried over the shoulder, but it's very well balanced and easily wielded at people of larger stature and strength. Try double wielding this beautiful match pair of authentic Japanese katanas and earn the respect from your peers and enemies that you deserve. So come see us inside the Mile City Westfield Shopping Center, two stalls down from the Orange Julius, and remember, for every $200 you spend, you get to pick a vial of biological horrors from the virus rack. See us today at Guns, Germs, and Steel. no more erotic bakery in Seattle, but you can order them online. Within an hour, they should be ready. Erotic bakery? Yeah. If you need I a, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need a boob cake or you something. You get boob cakes and Because there's an erotic and bakery and in the, uh, the Village People movie. Mm. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, movies brought to you by what soda was it? Was it Dr. Pepper? Mm-hmm. Where they're just like slamming Dr. Pepper the whole fucking movie? Yep. But I, I noticed it. You can look through because you can... I guess they have independent bakers that'll have these forms or whatever for, mm. throughout the country. But uh, like North Dakota had two towns and one was like Fargo and the other was New, Newtown. Oh, wow. Uh, Newtown's up on the Riz. Oh, okay. So you, you can either get a erotic cake in the in the college town or on, uh, uh, what is that, Mandan Hidatsa Rikura? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. I want my fucking dick-shaped birthday cake. You bet. Anyway, uh, Standing Bear uh, uh, asks uh, Tibbles to stay on and keep working and not go back. You know, everybody was kind of suffering, and but he had nobody else to fight for him. So Tibbles' uh, two kids were taken to a boarding school. Well. Wait, Tibbles the the, the, the newspaper guy? Yeah. Yep. Okay. They oh, all, right, because his wife died. Okay, yeah. that's where we are. Sorry. That was a long sidetrack. I think I got bit by a fucking spider the other day when I was, like, vacuuming. It nope. kind of hurts, and it's, you know, you see the little... Two, two... It, it was much more two punctures. Yeah, I can't tell. Tonight on Oprah, bit by a spider well, while vacuuming. You know, we know that's it, a lie. If it hatches baby spiders. <laughs> right. the, not the spider bite, the vacuuming. Well, the vacuuming part. Well, I vacuumed. Well, I, was, I mean, uh, I vacuumed it as I vacuumed. Cleaning. Well, I only have, like, a shop vac, so oh. I just kind of get the high traffic areas and get the large chunks of sawdust and wood shavings out of my carpet. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Out of your apartment? Yeah. Well, I like, uh, like, so you clean the kitchen, it's like any kind of toast crumbs, you just take the shop shop vac after it. Or like, you know, vacuum the inside. Don't you do that? Don't vacuum your oven? My oven? Yeah. Like no. The, like I don't even pizza. fucking use my oven. Oh. Like when you... you know, I've got a toaster oven oh. and an air fryer. Oh. Why don't you show me your toaster oven flex, man? Yeah. Uh, there's a removable crumb tray. <laughs> yeah. So I dump it and wash it. 
fine. No. <laughs> we need to keep all this in. <laughs> so the tour goes on. Uh, they go to the reception and say at least a few words. Very few of the crowd knew that Big Snake or Tibble's wife had died. But they go on, and later the news of the deaths gave um, them many new supporters. Yeah. Well, that's why they were so bummed out and didn't say much, man. Yeah. It's like uh, building the mythos. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tens of thousands heard him speak. Uh, Shures had the DA Lambertson not appeal the case again, because it would just make him look bad. Bright eyes had collapsed a few times from exhaustion. Tibbles noticed that her hand was black and blue from all the handshaking. Oh, I thought she was, like, rage-punching walls or something. No. But also, uh, I guess I've never shook that many hands, but, like, your hand shouldn't be, like, all fucking bruised up from shaking. If you're... I guess it's it's a it's a more... It's a, you know, if the 80s were a fucking, like, time where people are like, I'm a masculine man, I'm gonna shake your hand with gusto. Well, it's also 10,000 people. 1880s are probably it, it, it fucking It wasn't like you needed worse. a backstage pass. It was like you'd have to kind of, like, make your way through the crowd in the theater And everybody or wants to touch you. To, yeah, okay. yeah, and anybody along the aisle is gonna want to shake your hand to get out, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like Macho Man Randy Savage when he yeah. takes the fucking ring. Yep. Mm-hmm. Slim Jim. Took a pass test. Past tense, Jesus. Past test? Oh, I thought you said a piss test. Okay. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage took a piss, piss test. test. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Slap it to a piss test. Cream of the crop. No THC. <laughs> those, those fucking drinks you used to be able to drink that were like, guaranteed pass a fucking piss test. Mm-hmm. Never saw those? No. Oh, dude, these like, these. I don't really okay, smoke a lot of weed, so I never really need But like, you could, you could buy these like uh, drinks from uh from the the head shop and it's like drink this and in the next 12 hours you'll pass a piss test no problem mm-hmm. like obviously none of them fucking work no no they sold a lot of them not to me to well, my friends the randy savage piss test would be something like from idiocracy but you in order to work at taco bell you would have to test positive for, right. for thc or pee straight up into your mouth or oh, randy yeah. savage piss test good job be, you get hired randy savage piss test that would be is like they would calculated the strength uh girth and like power of the stream of macho man randy savage <laughs> like while peeing at a target oh. and, and you have to compete like <laughs> and blow up the balloon <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blow up the balloon full of piss and then when it when it when it pops you win and it goes oh yeah yep. Where was that where they have the urinals where you blow up the balloon? What? What? I think it's a Japanese thing. <laughs> what the fuck or, are you talking about? No, the balloon. No, literally. I'm going to do. I don't believe you. This is going to be a terrible Google search. Keep talking. We'll all find this. You're going to jail, my friend. This is like as bad as we had to look up. We had to look up, do chimpanzees have foreskins? <laughs> and the FBI showed up at my house. Actually, Randy, we were trying to come up with a new uh, band name for our bluegrass band because we don't want to call it Rats in the Grass anymore. So, Randy Savage Piss Test—that's on the fucking—that's on the block right now. Gives you a lot of those birthday, those kids' birthday shows you're yeah. looking. <laughs> How do I do this? Like urine, clown mouth, race balloon. <laughs> that's on the block too. We're gonna name the band Urine Clown. <laughs> You're in clown mouth race balloon. <laughs> oh fuck! I think I just had a stroke. Come on, yep. <laughs> okay, so at some point, I'm not finding. That, I don't know if I'm googling it right, but I don't think you are. 
you know. <laughs> so it was an adaptation of the carnival game uh-huh. where you squirt water in the clown's mouth uh-huh. and it explodes with balloon. <laughs> there was some goddamn, it might have been a fucking Maxim article I was reading when I was in fucking Iraq or something God. like that, but I know I've seen that. There's just like urinals that are like a big face. Uh-huh. And yeah. <sighs> I needed that. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Urine Clown Mouth Race Balloon. <laughs> Not quite the same, but uh, in a, a Reddit, subreddit, today I learned Sega makes a urinal called Toilet, like T O Y capital L E T capital, where mini games are played based on the aim and strength of the urine stream. Oh shit! So what? I'm, the concept- where the fuck was that when I was in Japan this last time? Oh, tight. So Randy Randy Savage piss test might be the the Randy Savage piss test challenge or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah Brought yeah. to you by Sega. Sega. All right. Anyway. <laughs> wow. That's your new band name. All that. <laughs> Even with the Sega part. <laughs> Anyways, history. Uh, yeah. Good thing they didn't have railroads yet because this would be off the rail. Rails. <laughs> So in April 1880, they returned to Nebraska after touring for a year and a half, and Congress was still working on a bill that would give the Ponca that little reservation on the Neobrara. Neobrara. This bill was sponsored by Henry Dawes, uh, who's a longtime Senate of uh, Indian Affairs chairman. Oh, from as of like in the Dawes Act. Yep. That, that Dawes. Oh, that Dawes. Started out with good intentions, but it turned it to shit. Turned to absolute dog shit. Earlier, Webster and Poppleton sued the Sioux. To restore, really? Yep. To restore the land that was given to him by mistake by the Treaty of 1868 to get that reservation. So that case would be held later that year. Got to sue the suit. Right. Wait, land was given to them by, by mistake? Mm-hmm. Oops, no. sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. No take backs. So Standing Bear goes home and plants crops. His family is still living on a tent. Bright Eyes went to work in the fields too, uh, having left her school job. And Tibbles was reunited with his daughters. In December 1879, when the tour was in D.C., Bright Eyes presented the letter from White Eagle and others about White Man's misdoings, Agent White Man. Just days before Christmas, inspectors from the Department of Interior showed up up at White Man's office and asked to see his account books. Uh Uh-oh, the tax man coming. Mm -hmm. A week later, it was announced that he was retiring. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go spend more time with my family. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So he was receiving the kickbacks because he was giving his friends in Arkansas City fat contracts oh, to build no all this stuff. Commissioner Ezra Haight was fired, too, for corrupt practices. Oh, yeah, I forgot about hate For hate crimes? Mm-hmm. Yes. But Schurz was still in charge. Though the bill was passed to give him the reservation, it was up to Schurz to implement it. Also, the Bruley Sioux had to have three-quarters of the adult men vote on it. Standing Bear went to talk with the Bruley and their chief spotted tail. Though they had uh, raided them for years, the Bruleys uh, agreed to give them the land back. Uh, fall of 1880, the Omaha and Boston Indian committees decided to pressure Schurz on uh, getting the Bruley vote in motion. Then they restart the speaking tour, and in November, they would start it up again. So, back on the road. Right. Tight. <clears throat> Got some new tour t-shirts printed up. That's right. I want <laughs> five bottles of water and a bowl of Yellow M&M's or whatever. <coughs> Some pemmican. Pemmican, yeah. <laughs> President Hayes found out from another senator who saw him speak that they were blaming his secretary in Schurz, which kind of pissed him off. 
and he said he would actually look into it. Uh, late November, Webster and Poppleton's case against the Sioux went to trial. President Hayes had set up a four-man commission December 18th to look into the Ponca problem. Uh, three days earlier, General Crook was in D.C. and had to talk with Hayes, so he kind of sets this up. So Crook was part, uh, put in charge of the commission, and Crook had to promise not to lay any blame on the government. No, <laughs> no non-disparagement clause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also on the committee, guess who? Nelson Miles. Oh, oh, Miles, oh fuck yeah. you. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of fuck you, Miles Cities in this well, it's, series. Well, we got to remember, like, Nelson Miles became an engine agent and actually yeah, did, oh, did that's some right. decent that's stuff. Right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, him and Crook, like, kind of not completely de awfulize themselves, but, you know, like... They try to atone, atone. a bit. Whereas, like, uh, Sherman just leaned the fuck in there and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, they had White Eagle and the other chiefs come to D.C., uh, along with their new Indian agent, William Whiting. No, White- <laughs> Not wait, White Man. Wait, wait. They went from William White Man to William, William Whiting? Whiting. Yep. That's because of what he's actively doing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I invented uh, the whitening strips. Yeah. So, of course, they deny them independent interpreters. They supply them with theirs. Oh, so they bullshit interpreters? Mm-hmm. And they keep them uh, from the press and from Standing Bear and Bright Eyes no, and Tibbles. I'm picturing, like, the interpreters aren't even Native American. They got, like, I don't know, Guatemala dude, like mm-hmm. a Korean dude. and uh... Sign language lady. <laughs> yeah. We're technically interpreters. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't speak whatever language they're they not, speak. We, they're like, nothing. Ooh, <laughs> So before they let the Ponca Chiefs testify, Schurz personally interviewed them for two days. After wearing them down, Schurz told them they would never return north, and he got them to, to agree to stay in Indian territory and sign away their land in the north. Fuck you, motherfucker. See, this is where... Uh, so he promised that they would get paid for this. Which is bullshit. And in return, uh, they would get their children back from the Carlisle school that they sent. Oh, yeah. With hostages. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, dude. And they would give them a school and other facilities for the reservation. Yeah. We'll give you a school, all right. And a chicken in every pot and 40 acres and a mule and uh, what else bullshit has been promised to people? I think they're the all they're all promised a uh, uh, Randy Savage uh, piss balloon <laughs> race. <laughs> whatever. Clown, clown piss <laughs> balloon race or whatever, race balloon? I think it, uh, clown mouth. I've soared with the eagles and I've slithered with the snakes and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life and that there are no guarantees. Yeah. Uh, clown mouth race balloon. Uh, you're, in, you're, <laughs> in, you're, in, you're in clown mouth balloon. <laughs> you're in clown mouth race balloon. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, here's a bunch of words you can have. They should make a Hulk Hogan sex tape uh, game or something. Just under the same hit a, a lot. <laughs> oh, remember that time we did mushrooms in the woods and I invented the game company, One Button Games. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Boom. So Schurz immediately issued a press release that the Ponca freely gave up their claims and they were satisfied with their reservation in Oklahoma. So General Crook Says knew who. that this was a bunch of bullshit and the Ponca agreed to under duress. He goes ahead with his investigation. And this time he used a Ponca interpreter, and he took his uh, committee to the reservation Oklahoma and the Neobrara, Neobrara to see from themselves. It's like, here's the shit land, and here's the good land. Yeah. Oh, I see. This place has grass and things. Um, <laughs> oh, my. So many scorpions. Uh, have you guys considered trying a scorpion salad? <laughs> you tried I, I hear a it's salad. filling. I mean, it's not <laughs> ideal, but... 
Hey, the good thing is, every time you breathe, you inhale like seven or eight uh, mosquitoes. mosquitoes yeah. So, you know, you're good. Uh, Crook's report said the Poncas had were uh, forced out of their reservation up north illegally and advocated all the Poncas to the, that wanted to go the back up north could go. Uh, he would give the de- tribe a year to decide where they wanted to live. And Crook gave his report to President Hayes. And Hayes said he'd give it to Congress along with the report from Schurz, which was full of shit. So Crook protested. Uh, Hayes said that he couldn't believe that his old buddy Schurz would do such a thing. Where General Crook needs to bring back some of his old general and shit and you know, stab the shit out of this guy yeah, exactly. in the middle of the night. I'm going to stomp him with my fucking donkey. Well, just no, like, have him invite you clandestinely for law. Let's We can talk this out, you know, go to his chambers at, like, late, but, you know, don't yeah. let the word get out and, like, I don't know, sleep, you know. A knife between his vertebrae? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <clears throat> Under his jaw. Yeah, there you go. So Hayes gives both reports to Congress in February of uh, 1881. Uh, Hayes wouldn't run for re-election, and he would leave the Ponca problem to James A. Garfield. Ladies and gentlemen, Garfield and friends. We're, we're ready, ready to, to party. Senator Samuel Kirkwood, he had his own committee on the Ponca problem. And on the last day of Congress, March 3rd, 1881, he pushed through a bill, and it gave the Poncas a year to decide where they wanted to live. Well, uh, one of the choices was not where they wanted to go? Well, no. Uh, you'd get 320 acres in the Neobrara. Neobrara. Oh. Or 160 in Oklahoma. Oh. But the, stew, the Sioux still had to vote on it. Not Stu Sioux. Oh, and they got to have, like, what, 60% vote or whatever of the males? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And they would have to do so by the end of the year. And Crooklet, Standing Bear, and the Ponca moved north and expecting that uh, the Sioux would vote for it. Standing Bear planned on building the cabin again, but he others were worried it wouldn't work out. Garfield uh, didn't retain Schurz. He fired his ass. Although he lobbied for a position, Schurz left D.C. and became the editor of the Evening Post in New York. No. Which became the New York Post, uh, the tabloid paper. Yeah. Holy shit, really? So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was. Whoa. I mean. Fucking what a turd. Well, it's, you know, sh- shitstery repeats itself, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The revolving door of whatever. Right. Yeah, so he never gets Government prosecuted for any of his shenanigans. Of he doesn't. But his reputation was tainted enough never to have a government job again. But till his dying day, he claimed to be a reformer. Hey, man, I'm I'm, I'm a... I'm a reformer. The Secretary of Interior was now the same Senator Samuel Kirkwood. Also that spring, Tibbles and Bright Eyes announced they... <laughs> There was. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Here's my dog and my cat, Tibbles and Bright Eyes. They got married. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Who officiated the wedding? A fucking six-year-old? No, <laughs> a minor, minor bird. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't dress up the dog and the cat, God damn it! But they're getting married! <laughs> I bought a tiara for Bright Eyes <laughs> and a little bow tie for Tibbles. <laughs> Uh, also, there was Bright Eyes' sister, Susan. <laughs> Bummer. She was the first Native American woman to graduate from medical school. Holy shit, really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Because she didn't have a name like 
snake woman or like right, right, know, right. Yeah, well, well, red corn. Yeah, because it's more accessible for fucking white people. Yeah, because like, they're like her name's Susan. So well, it's so. like the applications to like you know uh, job is like if somebody's name is Demarius Watson and somebody's name is Joe Watson. Right. They they have shown that you're more likely to they can have the exact same resume. Right. But if you have a more quote unquote like black sounding name. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 so Susan. I'm sure. Want. I'm sure it's it's like definitely like with like you know like. <clears throat> Like black names, but like with any kind of like yeah. ethnic quote unquote name, yeah, yeah. That like the the hirers are going to be like, <clears throat> well, you're not. I got a problem with a whatever. Like yeah. it just doesn't seem like Demarius is qualifying. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, he went to Stanford and like yeah. I don't know how to say Sujil. Is that what yeah, the name yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, bring Sujil into this man. Fucking a. What do you ever do to do? I'm just other, trying to think of a name I've never heard before until I met Sujil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they agreed to go on one last speaking tour in December to push for land ownership for all Indians, which way they actually do get. But the Dawes Act uh, only gave them very little land, and mm. the they, the government gets to sell off that land to Whitey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things were kind of looking up for them. That was surplus land. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. they, surplus land. Well, they not. couldn't just give them more land. They could only give them a certain amount. Well, we've we've been making this much land for this long, yeah. and like now we have a surplus of it, so we, that's good. You know, we don't want to spoil you with all the land. But if uh, you get 160 acres in in Nevada, you're, it's not much you can do with that. So. Oh, you'd be growing avocados and mm-hmm. <laughs> with all that water. Yeah, exactly. We can steal some water from somewhere else <laughs> yeah. and water all of California and Arizona. A, a gigantic <laughs> like, crisis in the entire American Southwest desert region. Yeah, we'll just we'll just drain Lake Mead. It's fine. Yeah. So people can wash their fucking cars in L.A. So time goes by. Uh, May 1906, a historian shows up at Standing Bear's house. What's up? He was writing about Standing Bear and wanted to know what he thought about the recent death of Shurs. What do you think he knew? It's like, all right. Oh, where's the grave? I need to piss on it. (laughs) He's like, what do you think about the current death of sure? He's like, I didn't fucking do it. Why Why the fuck would you come here and ask me about that? No, 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 no. I didn't do that. That old piece of shit strangled death. (laughs) So the papers were given Schur's glowing obituaries. Uh, So in his final years, Schur keeps trying to rehab his reputation there. By not actually doing anything, probably just talking about it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is like, if you just do the right thing, then your reputation will be good. Well, like we were talking about. You don't have to just spend your entire life like rehabbing your fucking reputation. Well, it's reputation. like we were talking Fuck about you, fucking sure. white men yeah. like, working harder to be a be fucking a dick, dick yeah. than just letting people. Be good have, to people. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's fucking amazing. Take but care of people. That's all you have to do. Not even necessarily even take care of them. Just don't fuck with them. Yeah. Don't actively yeah, I mean, be I, a I, fucking I, asshole. Yeah. It's not America, though. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're. Yeah, you're right. Oh, here we go, being libtard cucks again. Fucking uh, soy trash. Yep. Even in 1881, the Ponca story kind of takes a sideline to other events. Uh, Garfield was assassinated. Mm. The president, not the cat. I was gonna say John fucking just well, lost his why, ass. That's why John. That's has why there's the Garfield problem. minus Garfield. Right. Yeah, and John just can't cope with the loss. So yeah. he's talking to. So he's trying to like cover up his his past mistakes by taking Garfield out of all the comics and printing them with just John. And that's why he said, mm-hmm. "Cool, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that." Now we got to figure out the race balloon thing. You got to rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest part. Oh. Okay, that's why I laughed. Well, it's what, like when you were talking about white Powerade earlier. No, no, I wasn't. You were. No, Will was. <laughs> that was Will. 
There is there is Powerade that's the color white. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I'm not saying like the the Clownmouth urine race balloon is fine, but yeah, yeah. just don't say race balloon. That sounds weird. It's Clownmouth urine race balloon. Yeah, is what call you it said. its whole name. But you just you just said the <laughs> use race. its full name. You said we okay. Need to, we I'm need sorry. To solve the race balloon. I did like, not. I did not mean to uh, call your you balloon racist? your son by his his race shortened balloon. name. <laughs> My million dollar idea. Everybody's been calling it race balloon, but his whole That's name the is shitty knockoff. Uh, Randy Newman? Nope. Randy Johnson? Randy Jackson? Nope. Savage. Uh, Randy Savage, there we go. Randy we Savage, clown mouth, piss, brace, balloon, or whatever. That's many, your son's name. Too many white claws for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring this home. So, Standing Bear, 1906. He's in his 70s now. He agrees to be photographed. Oh, yeah. Um, so, there's a picture of that. Oh, sight. Sight? Type. Uh, Iron Eye uh, lives until 1888. He's still kind of young at the time. Uh, Crook kind of died young, too, in 1890. He was 60. He was lift... Insert Kesha song there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll do the dopers version. Okay, yeah. He was lifting weights and had a heart attack. <laughs> He's probably probably smoking at the same Fuck time. Fuck yeah, he did. Are you serious? Yep. That'd yeah, I awesome. died lifting weights, bro. Fucking while well, he was in the same room with like TR and fucking Gifford Pinchot, you yeah, know, right. while they're wrestling in their <laughs> oh, fucking yeah, underwear. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's doing some sick ass curls while sucking down on a macanudo and <laughs> tight. Uh, Judge Dundee died in 1896. Uh, uh, Bright Eyes died in 1903, either of consumption or cancer. She was 49. Consumption? Why can't you have both? Uh, she and Tibbles became reporters <laughs> a, uh, after they got married. Fuck you. Oh, <gasps> yeah, your phone sucks. Yeah. What a piece of shit. But also, you see the first results for standing bears. That's yeah. that's the difficult part. You just get a lot of like, you know, grizzly bears standing up. Oh, man. Or I, I assume you probably, if you go down a screen, you're going to get like the chainsaw carvings of a fucking yeah. grizzly bear. Oh, I got uh, Grizzly Adams on DVD for my birthday. So nice. I got 30 hours of... I watched, Holy I, I watched shit. the movie during lockdown. Mm-hmm. It's actually... It's it's fine. You, you made wanna, a movie out of that? Yeah. And then the, well, the movie came first, and then it was a series. Oh, I didn't know that. Or wait, it was... Yeah, they had a series for that and Gentle Ben. And I think the same yeah. player played both. Yeah, I remember Gentle Ben. Today, I'm Ben. Mothers and runaway daughters reunited by their hatred of Homer Simpson. Yeah, then on The Simpsons, he had his own talk show like Geraldo or yeah, something. Yeah, with the microphone taped to his head. Yep. Yep. Ben remember that. So Tibbles and Bright Eyes become reporters in D.C. Wow. That's kind of. That was the newsroom. I'm imagining like fedoras with like the press card like stuffed in your head. These star-crossed lovers, like, started out as political activists, but brought their activism to the forefront of American society. Now successful journalists in thriving New York City, you know, yeah. it's like a, I don't know, I, I, I'm going to say Ellie McBeal set up, but I'm, I, I've never watched a single episode now. I don't know why Ellie McBeal sprang to my head. I don't know. Isn't, but she, I, isn't I, she like a reporter or something? Uh, I don't know. But I know that... Uh, that Mur- Murphy Brown? That report, <laughs> that report you would have, like, said would have started with, like, Previously, non-humans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interspecies couple. <laughs> uh, Bright Eye's brother, Frank, graduated law school. Yeah, and Frank. Went, 
went to work in the Bureau of Indian Affairs as a clerk. Oh, fuck. Uh, well, probably, hopefully, he was doing some subversive... Yeah, like, he's trying to fix some shit from the inside. Or mm-hmm. at least be able to spy on these motherfuckers, or at least yeah. dump, like, Epicac in their fucking tea. Was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give them the shits, or, like, piano wire him late at night. So, the Dawes Act and individual lot allotments are actually started with Omaha's in 1882. But Bright Eyes and others realized that the allotment system didn't really support the Indian and kind of helped break up the tribe by giving them individual land claims. And mm-hmm. probably you get one over here and you get one way over there. But, you know, of course, whatever was left was sold off to Whitey. 1890, Standing Bear and 166 others were given 320 acres each. Uh, he had brought his family home and his son's bones he finally got to bury. Holy shit. But uh, some Poncos remained in Oklahoma. Didn't want to go for whatever reason, right? Probably, yeah, because they like, might every, die again. Every time we get moved, we get fucked. Well, basically, yeah, I'll we'll settle with this shit. They're also Thank used you. to like being moved, like you say, to force march at bayonet point. Exactly, it tends yeah. to not be super great for you. Totally, you know. it's like nah, nah. I yeah. figure this. It's no, fine. I, I swear, we got like proper wagons and horses this time. It's like you I, fuck I, yourself. I, you know, I just don't believe you. Yep. I don't. You know, I want to believe you, but you know, fool me once. Fool me twice, fool me three times, now I'm here, fuck you. Fool me twice today. <laughs> uh, so for years, Standing Bear kept a cartoon of Schurz drawn by Thomas Nast. Uh, oh, it, is that something you can see? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, so he would take it out uh, and laugh at it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Excellent. And when he was asked to, when he thought about Schurz's death, he just simply said, good. Hell yeah. How do you spell Schurz's name? Uh, S... C H U R Z. Oh, a Z. Damn. Mm-hmm. All right. He's hella German. Bold move. But uh, two years later, Standing Bear dies at home and he was buried on his own land. Yeah. So he wouldn't be lost in the afterlife. Hell yeah. What the fuck? I've seen this a million times. I didn't know this. Oh, wow. What is it? Wow. Crazier than a road lizard. Yeah. Fucking four ninety nine. Do not add that to my fucking basket. It's a uh, it's like about him being a carpet bagger. Oh, so it's possible you've seen that. Oh shit, I've I've actually seen that. What the fuck? Yeah, he's got like super long legs. He looks like yeah, he's got like a stupid beard and a ta- uh, uh, what do we call it? Stovepipe hat. Uh, uh, plug hat. Plug yeah, hat. Plug- <laughs> he's got a plug hat and he's got a fucking. A bag around his front of his neck and, and a giant then, Santa Claus bag on his back. Well, he's got these carpet. I bags. swear to God, I'm gonna I'm gonna put mm-hmm. this I'm gonna put this on Instagram and like probably 90 percent of you have fucking seen that before. Yeah. And it's I know I have. I did not know that's the guy we was talking about though. Crazy. But the Dawes Act was corrected by the Indian Reorganization Act and kinda uh, two million acres were returned to tribes though. Oh, here's another one about uh, sure with corruption. He's opening a drawer and apparently a bunch of weird pinhead type, like from like the movie Freaks, are like popping out of the drawers and they're labeled like dishonesty and fraud, and they're flying out of the window into prison. What? Oh man, that one's a little more like. He looks like Sigmund Freud, but yeah, there's a bunch of little people coming <sighs> so out of drawers. Face it, everybody looked like Sigmund Freud. I can't tell if no, they're babies. Yeah. They look kind of like adults, but they kind of look like babies. But they're also. Compared to him, they're the size of his fucking hand or his forearm, well, I guess. Well, and they kind of look like gaba gaba We except you... Mm-hmm. What does this one say? That one says rascal. I, there's one that says dishonesty, one says fraud, one says corruption, one says rascal. 
I, I don't think rascal means what it used to mean. It doesn't. Oh, that was rascal was like motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. You know. Or scamp. Scamp was another one. Oh, it was just like you, you fucking piece of shit. Cretin. Irregular irregularities is another one that's flying out the window. This guy doesn't shit every day. Um, there also there's a little bit of possible anti-Semitism going on with the noses on these little guys coming out of the drawer. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a 1800s cartoon. True, true, noted. <laughs> so fun. All right. Uh, like we, I don't know if we mentioned that we're talking about it anyway. 1948 was the last two states that let Indians vote, Arizona mm-hmm. and New Mexico. We have that there. 1962, Senator Frank Church of Idaho. He was the one Democratic senator in Idaho ever had. Uh, he sponsors a bill abolishing the Ponca tribe of Nebraska. And yep. never, we never did figure out a good reason, except for Nebraska didn't really want it. Well, him. that's the main thing. I Like, it, the first thing it reads, like, the... Uh, yeah, the, the Ponca tribe of Nebraska doesn't have a reservation because the state of Nebraska won't allow it. <laughs> That's what it says. It's like, you can't have a reservation because we won't let you have a reservation. Right. Cool. Um, so you know, mean, the cool. reigning Ponca reservation is in Oklahoma. However, in Nebraska, there are, I think it's 15 different districts that are served by offices. So they can, they can give you some of the services you might be able to get on the res. Right. However, you don't have like the housing and the school. You know, it's kind of like... Almost like a clinic slash post office slash like whatever. Right, right, right. That, tri- that tribal members can yeah, go Yeah, one-stop shop. There you go. Right, except for it's just in the middle of all over the place. So yeah. Anyway. But at least they have 15 districts. I mean, Nebraska's big. I don't know how big these districts are. So hopefully, if you're, uh, yeah, like, you know, hopefully most people are kind of in an area where they can access those services if they need them without. Yeah, you'd fucking hope so. To drive. But I know America. Oh, yeah. But apparently he's like uh, nasty shit on this guy a lot. So I wonder, I wonder, I wonder which one Standing Bear had that he liked to laugh at. Which, oh, we, like which which cartoon in uh, his pocket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's more than one. I know. Well, <laughs> that, that one that one seems like it might be one of them. Although, like I said, it's not that overtly funny, but it's a hey, hey, you, cartoon you. from like 1901 or whatever. So, right. so 1988. are recognized by the state of Nebraska. In 1990, they get uh, federal recognition. Uh, so now there's 1,300 members in Nebraska and 3,000 in Oklahoma. Outstanding. I did some research early, uh, earlier on how many like speakers of the language there is, and I don't remember, but I know it's not many. I think they said something like 12 like fluent. Oh, wow. Holy yeah. shit, really? Yeah. Damn, damn. Uh, yeah, that would, that's... Real sad. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's how the fucking U.S. government 
operates. You know, it's almost like if you break up people's cultures and send yep. their kids to fucking weird fucked up prison boarding schools. And- yeah, mm-hmm. and then you set, you set up uh, systems to where it's like, we'll kind of take care of you, but we'll just wait. We'll wait as long as we need to yeah. until enough people are that actually care about this situation are dead. Oh, yeah, we'll spread you out. You kill, we'll yep. kill you off. And yep. you know, sooner or later, you won't have any culture of your own. Yep. Yeah, they, the the kids were beaten at those schools. Oh if yeah, they, if they oh, beaten. spoke their own language. Um, and and plus they were thrown in with a bunch of other kids from different tribes. And if yeah. you wanted to talk to your friend, you had to learn English. Too. Right. When there was also like you know probably a degree of you know, well let's just call it abuse from like all sides. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Uh, so my well, uh, one of my sisters is uh, she's Korean. Like she was adopted from Korea in like the seventies. And uh, when she got here, or she she was saying like she she doesn't speak Korean anymore. And when she was adopted, she was like like eight or nine or something. Right. And uh, when she was adopted from the agency, the agency people were like, "Don't speak Korean. It will just piss off whoever's the white people that are fucking yeah, like, yeah. adopting you." And so she was like, "Oh shit, okay." And so she just like refused to speak it ever, and has forgotten most of it. Right. And now she's like fucking, you know, 50, whatever. And she's like, man, I kind of wish I still remembered how to speak Korean. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Yeah. But she's like, I'm, I'm a, I'm still like, you know, like trying to like Duolingo that shit and like, remember, you know, my home language. And, but yeah, she lived in a fucking orphanage, basically her whole childhood. Oh shit. And then was adopted by my, my stepmom. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Like how that, you know, kind of erodes right who you are over I mean, time. I mean, part of the whole thing is the diaspora between, or not diaspora, but the uh, the thing of allowing uh, and fostering like uh, distinctive cultures to be, you know, thrive and celebrate and stuff. But then also trying to make it so people are like not thinking that it's like a big deal if you have an interracial couple or if some one of your neighbors is from a different country or something. Like, oh, it's right, all, right, right. It's all wanting to like honor people's cultures and stuff, but not fucking be like straight up like white supremacy or like fucking whatever supremacy, you know, like, oh, we right. are separate, you know, like separatist kind of shit or like, you know. Sure, sure, sure. But, hmm. I probably, probably phrased that in a very awkward and shite <laughs> way, but... It's fine. I mean, it, it's... Celebra- celebrate diversity, but also, like, learn about your past and your culture. And exactly. also, if your friends are doing that, then you can learn about their cultures and stuff, too. And then, holy fuck. Totally. Well, I had to go to the Mariners game last night, and there's yeah. too many Canadians there, so I yeah. don't know if I can handle that. Torontans. Yeah. Is that yeah, how they call them? Torontosaurs? No. Anyways, I like what you said. Learn about your past by listening to my show. Yeah. Buy our t-shirts. We have dick pills in the fucking website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Learn about your past and then also the people you know's <laughs> past that are from different backgrounds, too. Exactly. Not just learn Ooh. about some weird mythologized past where, you know, you were the master race or some crazy shit or yep. like, you know, whatever the fuck, QAnon bullshit, fucking, uh, like these dickheads like... uh the Boston marching fucking, um, where they call like fucking the Patriot Front or whatever. They're, they're fucking Nazis. Oh, the Patriot Front? They're, oh, they're, yeah. They're, Fuck they're, those they're, guys. They're fucking Nazis wearing yep. khaki. 
But um, uh, mm, khaki Nazis. They're ruining everything. I'm saying this because I'm wearing khaki pants right now. Uh, <laughs> those who know me know I used to wear Punisher t-shirts a lot because I like the comic book character. Now that's iffy to wear. Yep. I also tend to wear Earth tones all the time, and yep. I've had these particular khaki pants for years. But I'm, you know, well, they hide shit stains better. These don't. Fuck. No. Oh no the 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 woodland camo. That's yeah, the one yeah, you want to hide yeah. shit stains. Well, according to Deadpool, you got to wear the brown pants. Oh, there you go. I literally just watched Deadpool right before we came here. So. <laughs> I wear red so bad guys can't see me bleed. See, this guy has the right idea. He wore the brown pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Forgot about that line. All right. Well, at least, like we said, that was going to be somewhat uplifting-er than generally interactions between the government yeah, and the Yeah, somewhat uplifting-er. You are correct. So, some lifting-er. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. Keep on... Fighting Nazis. Yeah. But until then. I think that's something all our listeners can agree on. And if you can't agree on that, you can leave us a shitty review and fuck off again. Yes, please. Feed us your shitty review. I I almost did almost a Roger Stone quote where. (laughs) No. Like, no. 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 But until then, we're going to go out in a hail of gun. Uh, fuck. (laughs) But until then, we're going to go out in a hail of. Uh, smorgasbord fire. Yeah, there we go. That's a good callback. Go eat your cake, baby. Bye.